This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we explore labels, gender non-binary, and why your friends ain't really your friends. We shout out your black male homies who unintentionally erased the fuck out of you while you're fucking sitting right the fuck there. And we revisit our discussion on disability and dating. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. I should make a move, but I won't. I should make a move, something is wrong. I want to get down, but not the first night. Right. I hated the dances in that video. They were yes. horrible. Was I think horrible I remember not liking those. It was horrible, Monica. You're not a dancer, and that's okay. <laughs> It's not a fault. I'm sure somebody told yeah, her to try and dance. I highly doubt she was like, I want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she had the whole video where she was sitting on the curb the whole fucking I video. I think those are the best ones. Exactly. That's how I like Maya, Monica, sitting on the curb, Agreed. singing, Agreed. you know, or walking from here to there. That's what I like. That's what I like. Agreed. Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. And What's up, yo? Nothing. What's up, yo? Nothing. I'm like, quite frankly, I'm exhausted. Okay? You? Uh, yeah. We've had the same dragon ass <laughs> <laughs> that week would not fucking end that was the longest week of 2019 it definitely was i was gonna say 2016 but it's probably the longest week of 2016 <laughs> too 2016 through 2019 that was the longest week that ever that was a really long week it was uh texas purgatory it, i i <sighs> so for anybody who doesn't know we just got back from south by southwest we had a dope fucking time but we were there for way too long way too long it was legit just a week but it's, it was still like it was kind of purgatory yeah all right yes. mm-hmm. cool if you would like to follow along with the conversation being had on this podcast please use the hashtag t with qj on all social media you can um use that shit on twitter instagram we will retweet that shit we will like that that shit sometimes we'll talk back to you it is a great way to keep track of the conversation. Also use the hashtag pod in and that's a now listening hashtag and lets other people using the pod in hashtag lets us know what the fuck you're listening to. And it gets new listeners attracted to the podcast. This is a spot of tea episode and our spot of tea episodes allowed us allow us to do episodes weekly. There are no segments, so it's a little bit easier easier for us on the editing end. And um, we some tired ass bitches, so y'all getting a spot this week. Yeah, we're not going to do a tired ass episode, but niggas is tired. Yeah. But we're excited to be here, Mm -hmm. and that's why we're doing a spot of tea, because we wanted to make sure we got something going. Exactly. Can you tell the people what libations are? Yes, I can. So libations are where we pour some for the homies, the ancestors, the people, places, and things that give us black-ass joy. And that's what this segment is. Even though I said we don't do segments. (laughs) (laughs) 
You did just say that just, I really just, just now. That's what happens when you're tired. So, Jay, okay. what All are right. your libations? Um, yo, so my libation this week is that we kicked South by Southwest ass. Like, we all went out there and we did what the fuck we were supposed to do. Thanks to everybody who donated to help us get to South by and to everybody who is still donating to help us cover those costs. Thank yeah. you so much. We appreciate you. It was incredibly helpful. Honestly, like not to be super duper stressed about the money we were spending to feed ourselves and shit. That was mad helpful. So thank you so much to everybody who helped us in that area. Inner Hall Uprising did their live show and they fucking killed it. The Black Sense panel that Sam organized featuring Barry Queen and Landy was fucking dope. We slayed our fucking live show we episode. Slayed. Yeah, we, we slayed that Like, show. we tore that shit apart, so that was dope. And our podcast meetup was fucking flames. We met strangers. Like, strangers showed up to fuck with us to kick it. So that was dope. And it was just like an amazing, dope time. Our listeners, Gladys and Tammy, drove us around Austin, held our bags and shit, let us nap and watch Netflix at their house. Purgatory would have been purgatorier. Yeah. If it weren't for you. We would have been fucked up in the game. Like, yeah. Yeah. We would have probably, I don't even know. Probably would have okay. beat up somebody on the scooter at some point because he would just like. There were lots of scooters that in shit Austin. Got on my like how we have nerves. city bikes in New York where you could just like pay and ride a bike but around. Those Everybody was on a scooter. Those scooters are fucking annoying. People on the sidewalk. Yeah. I wanted to clothesline all you motherfuckers. Yeah, people are a lot more comfortable riding those fucking scooters um, on the sidewalk than folks are comfortable, I think, riding bikes on the sidewalk. I do hate the city bikes. Well, I don't I, like I the bikes. I feel like our police here, since they're so horrible, mm-hmm. um, enforce like not riding a bike on the sidewalk. Right. Like, you, get a, you really get a ticket for that shit. Right, right, right. You're not supposed to ride those scooters on the sidewalk. It says it on the fucking scooters. You're right. But there were almost no police. I didn't see any police until, until like the, the music, last two the music, nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when I saw police. Which, hey, good riddance and good grief. Yeah, I didn't want to see y'all. Yeah, I didn't need to see police. So I guess if I have to, I guess, deal with possibly being hit on the sidewalk <laughs> by a scooter, I guess it's better than being murdered by a cop. You know, yeah, I'll take that. There's perspective. Yeah. All right, I'll okay. Coolio. Yes, yes, yes. We also went to Blossom and Soul Natural Hair Fest on the campus of Huston Tillotson University, and that is an HBCU that we had never heard of, so Ever. I was excited to be yeah. on a black university's campus, one I was unfamiliar with, and I just want to remind all of you niggas um, with deep pockets to donate to donate HBCUs. Donate to HBCUs. They need your funds. They need your support. Like, y'all make come-ups, and then don't give to these fucking schools. Mm-hmm. And we know that some of you do, but we all need yeah, to be I'm talking doing to the that ones shit. that don't. That. Okay. That part. And then we don't we f- apply that fly. True. You're That's right. Saying. And then we finished our week off at uh Carefree Black Girl Cookout at South by Southwest, yeah. which was fucking beautiful. Lit. It was lit. Kwana, you did a really good job. Yeah, they did amazing. Curating that because mm-hmm. it was dope. Yeah. I felt proud. They had an all black woman lineup yep. of performers. Mm-hmm. Um Baby Mother closed. Baby mother closed out. You better say it right. I have to say it right. right. <laughs> Baby mother closed out. Kwana performed. A bunch of other dope artists performed. There were vendors. The energy was good. Everyone was having a great time. It was like black joy. Um, usually when you go to hip hop events, people make it seem like another energy will happen. Mm. And that's not what was happening. Right. It was like black love just all over the place. Yeah. It was really good. I it was really beautiful. It. I was fucking proud. I know that... Um, carefree black girl like does their own thing and they've been doing their own yeah. thing this was the I've, I've been to carefree black girl cookout in new york 
but seeing them like go to South by Southwest for the first time, like and do their their thing there, yeah, I was fucking proud. Yeah, me like, too. That was like it made me feel good as a black woman watching other it black women. Flawless. Like, yes, it looks yeah flawless. Yeah, like it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. I, I really was happy mm-hmm. to see that. Yeah, so libations to them. They are kicking off their uh, carefree black girl cookout tour around the u.s yo so check them out be on the lookout for events and they follow actually them released new dates for the rest of the year so if you go to their website you can find the rest of the dates there and mm-hmm. see they have mad cities on it this year mm-hmm. more than last year so you can go there and check out and see if they'll be near you yeah and you can check out their instagram at carefree black girl inc, inc. Yes. Yes. So be sure to do that. Uh, what are your libations? So my libations are for so everyone knows that I'm a group text fiend or whatever, mm-hmm. and then there's lots of things that I will not tweet or will not say on social media because that's for me and for my friends. So the group this shit is for us. Basically, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So there's stuff that I will send to our group chat that we have with. Um, Money and Nikita from mm-hmm. Queerwalk. And then there's stuff that I'll text my best friend, Makiba, because this is like, I need to talk about this person, mm-hmm. but I can't talk about them. You know, like, whatever. So she decided that what I should do is the thing that Roxanne Gay does, and that is tweet about their nemesis. Mm-hmm. No one knows who this person is, mm-hmm. but everyone knows that she speaks of this person that grinds her fucking gears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I'm like, oh shit, you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I tweeted that I was going to like... Tweet about my nemesis because my best friend suggested it, like Roxanne Gay. Mm-hmm. And Roxanne Gay tweeted me and was like, embrace it. So, like, if I have. That's affirmation, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Huge affirmation from a bad bitch womanist to be like, yeah, bitch, you, sometimes you don't like people, embrace it. Mm-hmm. And you can talk about it. I like so that. So, I enjoyed that. And now she's my other best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Roxanne Gay is our, our friend, and she'll probably be on the show. And yep. there's that. I'm excited. Or from this a tweet, new relationship. Yeah, you know, I like it. I wish I could hone in on just one nemesis. It was so hard. It was for hard me. to pick one. It right? was so hard, but I picked one, and I feel like I could commit to this one because mm-hmm. I really don't like this person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm gonna commit to it. I like. I'm it. gonna try to not be so specific that people are like, "Is that this person?" You tweeted something. I'm like that. You tweeted something, and I wanted to quote tweet it and be like, "Wow, that sounds like a light skin, uh, you know, three C person who doesn't recognize their privilege, who's been in the game for a long time, and who can't make it hot." I know you're right. What are you doing? You're right. Sorry. Thank you for outing me. They probably listen to this. Sorry. Nah, they don't listen to this. They don't listen to this. But yeah, so that's my libation. So libations to Makiba and libations to Roxanne Gay Mm -hmm. and libations. To having a nemesis. It is okay. Yep. It is fine. Yep. All right? Mm-hmm. I still want that black woman to have her freedom. That's I don't right. like her, but I still want that black woman to have her freedom. Boom. Okay? Okay. I support this. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Can you tell the people how and why to donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? I definitely can. Donations help sustain this podcast, help progress this podcast, and help keep the lights on for this podcast. That is what donations do. Um, you can donate monetarily by going to our website, twithqueenandjade.com. If you scroll down on our homepage, we give you two options. Two! Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you could come however many times you want with however much money you want. No commitment there. We like when you use that button. Um, And then we have our Patreon button, and that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. 
We're only asking for $2 a month. $2. But you can give more or less if you want. That is to your discretion. Um, we like to give options. And those are the ways that you could donate monetarily. Another way that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay, if it's not a monetary donation, is by sharing this podcast, rating this podcast, or whichever app you use. So that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, whatever you're using to listen to this um, podcast, Rate us, review us. If they have a way for you to leave comments or anything, do that because that helps. Um, tell a friend, Facebook post, make an Instagram post, tweet about us, um, tag us in those posts where they ask about podcasts, mm-hmm. tell someone to write about us, yep. tag our hashtag on the subway, scratch it in the walls. Now I'm playing. But just share this podcast with as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. And that's another way that you can help progress. T with Queen and Jay. And you'd be surprised. It's still people who don't listen to podcasts. I yeah. actually introduced somebody to The Read the other day. I didn't know that that was still possible. But they were listening to like three podcasts. And legit had never heard of The Read. So like we... People who are like obsessed with podcasts like myself. Or people who like know all that. You know the bunch of podcasts. Like we take for granted that this is still a new industry is still a new medium that people are still learning about so like um if i can introduce somebody to the read which is the most popular black hosted podcast you can introduce somebody to tv queen and jay who had never heard of us before yeah yo show people who've never used podcasts how to use a podcast Mm -hmm. how to find a podcast what apps are good for their phone those are like ways that you can help also with tv queen and jay showing someone how to even listen to this that's right yeah absolutely right so donation libations, this week we have new Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much to everyone who has subscribed. The homie Ray actually upped their pledge. Thank you, Ray. And Ray says, I'm upping my Patreon. I appreciate you both more with every week. Living in white-ass Portland, this podcast is a vital part of my self-care and my own personal development. Once the joiner and Freeman are out of daycare, those are her beautiful, adorable kids that I watch on instagram they're so cute i'm about um, to say you don't be watching people's kids but i get it now yes she puts in parentheses here how much the cost of daycare is and i'm not gonna say it but, but it's fucking ag- exorbitant it's larger than the cost of my new york city rent damn it is um it's like three million dollars it's like a lot damn yeah um so anyway once that shit is done i'm this is a, i'm paraphrasing i hope i can start really donating in a way that reflects what your work is truly worth to me love y'all ray thank you so much ray we appreciate you and thank, thank you. you for offering your pledge that's super dope we also have uh page, new patreon subscribers in candace the homie janina from in those jeans podcast when i was putting janina's name in the show notes uh-huh. i kept writing janicia which is my name you don't um, you don't know about jeans. I did that several times. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh no, that's my name, and deleted it, and then I wrote it again. Janicia. Yeah. No, you don't host. I don't in host those jeans in those jeans podcast. podcast. Thank you, Janina. We appreciate you, Whitney. Is and it was new... great seeing you. I saw by. Yes, it, it was. was it was. It was. It was. Whitney is a new patron, and we met Whitney at Pod and Live South by Southwest, our podcast meetup. Thank you so much for coming through for that. Hey, Whitney and Lucia. Or Lucia or Lucia. Oh, God. <laughs> Says, I'm a new listener and I truly admire the knowledge that you share with us. I hope you have an excellent time in Texas. Two hearts. Thank you so much. And we have um, also Selena. Thank you. And Maya up their pledge. So thank you so much, Maya. We appreciate you. Thank you. 
Yes. We also have PayPal donations and we have uh jennifer thank you so much we appreciate you sophia donated and says while in grad school in london last year y'all were a weekly connection to home thank you for your labor for sharing your joy sharing your growth and reminding me and reminding the masses to pay what the fuck they owe i appreciate y'all thank you sophia candace hit us off thank you so much candace candace, Hand- candace sent hey us candace a grip, no, i gotta say this candace that's it. That's okay. you say her name. I say her name. <laughs> Thank because you. Because Candace showed out. She gave a grip. Thank you so much. Um, Candace says, hello, Queen and Jay. My name is Candace. And then she spells it phonetically. And to me, it looks like Candy C. Yeah, me Candy-C. too. I was like, you just confused Jay. <laughs> yeah. Even more. I don't know which to say now. But Candy Yeah, that's how it looks. Yeah. Candy C. That's what I'm going to say, Candice or Candice. Okay. Thank you, Candice. And I am a young black woman who lives in Washington, D.C. I have been listening to your podcast since since 2017 when I returned back to school at Morgan State University. Hey, Morgan, what's good? I've been to Morgan. I didn't go to Morgan. I have been to Morgan. You've been to the campus. Yes, I have. It has helped me get to school in the morning and get through many research essays. I have been meaning to donate to you guys whenever I came into some money. But honestly, I always end up blowing my money on weed, clothes, and books. However, this time, I remembered to follow through and donate to you guys. I hope this helps you get to South... I hope this helps you get to Pod and Live South by Southwest or whatever you may need it for. It really doesn't matter what you spend it on, just as long as you spend it on yourselves. I just cannot express my sincere and honest gratitude for the both of y'all and your podcast and the time you take out to presenting these topics and events to us, your dutiful audience. I was even excited to see the two of you speak on the grapevine. I love the work you guys do, and it honestly has inspired me to work harder too. Sincerely, Can DC. Thank you, Candice. Thanks, Candice. I appreciate you. We also got a donation from Gladys. Um, Gladys is the one who helped, that we mentioned earlier, who helped drive us around and kind of made us not be an Austin purgatorier. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Gladys says to help with the meetup dinner, which is dope. Thank you, Gladys. We also got a donation from Jolissa, and Jolissa, Jolissa says, paying up for the year. Sorry it's late. Money is funny. I wish I could have sent this before South by Southwest. It is, that money is still good, girl. <laughs> money never funny. Not never always funny. here when you call, but it's always here on time. That's right. And, we thank and you. this is still going to like South by Southwest stuff. Basically. Yeah. Um, hope you had fun. P.S. I'm so jealous of your black scent. Been code switching so long, I don't even know what mine sounds like anymore. And she put a sad face. They put a sad face. Oh, can non Bronx can non Bronx natives say your your? What do you think? People do it. Yeah, I don't like it though. I'm gonna be for real. I'm very very possessive with my things. Um, we were at a show and someone was telling the crowd to say "yer," and I wanted to be like, "No, that's mine." Right? Where were we? I didn't like it we were either. In Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. I didn't I, like that shit, yo. I don't like. I it. didn't like that. We did not. We did not ask anyone in our live audience crowd to say "ow." That's not. That's yeah. not for everybody. Mm. So, I. I um. If there are other New Yorkers, I don't mind as long as everybody respect that that's from the Bronx, from uptown, at minimum. So I don't mind it, but no, you, I'm not about to be in Texas telling the crowd to go here. Mm-hmm, Everybody is not a bodega boy, okay? They're Everybody from the Bronx. Everybody is not. Yours not from them, though. 
I'm sorry. I said, y'all ain't even theirs. No, I wasn't saying that it was theirs, but I feel like they have helped to popularize it. And so other people feel comfortable doing it. Like it's like it belongs to the community and it doesn't. That's not for everybody. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say no. You can say it to yourself in your house, but like, I don't want you. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, we got a donation from Jody, um, and Jody says, "Hopes this helps you have a great time in South by Southwest, or if it's too late for that, I hope that it helps you. It helps. You, I hope that it helps you have a great time in New York City. Thanks for all your hard work. Thanks, Jody." Thank we, you, Jody. We will be using that. We appreciate you. So this is normally when we would announce that we were going to be in South by Southwest, but we kicked ass in South by and that shit is done. Yep. Our next event is Pod and Live NYC. This is going to be our third annual Black Podcast Meetup. It is for podcasters. It is for podcast listeners. It's for anybody who loves our podcast or anybody in the black baddie brigade we will all be there um there should be other podcasts participating it's still very early we just wanted to make sure we gave you the date pod and live nyc this year is happening on may 11th please save the date it's going to be may 11th from 4 starting at 4 p.m so come through say what's up have a drink with us um talk to podcasters ask questions about podcasting connect with other podcasts it's all kind of podcasts that have been created from people who met each other at pod and live nyc people have guested on each other's podcasts people have started business relationships all type of shit has come out of pod and live nyc and we want you there yeah even if you are just thinking about starting a podcast come because you have people there to ask questions that right. you wouldn't have answers to otherwise. Mm-hmm. So if you're a listener, if you're an actual podcaster, if you're a podcast, maybe I'm going to start one or come. Yeah. It's a great, great place to be mm-hmm. for that. That's right. Come through, come yeah, through, come gonna, through. It's going to be lit. Okay. Water tea, water tie, because we're taking over. We are. Mm-hmm. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm not drinking tea. I'm drinking whatever coffee you brought me because we're tired (laughs) yes yeah we are trying to put the tiger back in our tank and get some uh get some energy going i don't know why would the tiger be i was about to say that who somebody said that to me i've never heard that saying and i'm confused somebody said that i am confusion (laughs) i am confusion confusion somebody said that to me once like 20 years ago and it stuck in my head i never heard it they were elder Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> they were. They were. This, this um guy was talking about how his wife left him and it took the tiger out of my tank. Basically, he lost all of his like, all of his like, the the, the tiger. Was the, <laughs> the tiger referring to his libido? I don't know. I don't think so. He was talking about like being like like feeling lost and like getting depressed and Tigers whatever. Don't belong energy. in tanks, they sir. Don't. They don't, but he had one in his little tank. I don't well, know what I'm glad that means. it was out because that's not where it was supposed to be. Well, he seemed like a sad old man. I guess who Jay. just regained the tiger in his tank. Anyway, let's we're, we're drinking. Let's get over this. What are you drinking? I'm also drinking coffee because we had a long week, and sometimes you gotta just drink coffee and not tea. Even though maybe if we exercise more, we would like. No, we're t- have like energy. we're actually sleepy. This has nothing. <laughs> like what are you talking about like we're legit tired like we could go to bed right now that's actually true <laughs> that's actually true i'm so tired that i'm babbling about all of yes that's things. this what are your pronouns thank you my pronouns are she her they them what are your pronouns she and her 
Ow. And what do you affirm for yourself? I yeah. affirm that I am not a lady. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I have enough money to pay all of my bills, yeah. my rent and everything for the whole year. And that I can focus on my podcast work, my other creative work, my writing um and if anybody knows where i could get a free dyslexia test like mm-hmm. hit up the kid because um i'm sure i could look that up somewhere but i figure i'm here now i'll just ask y'all so let me know because i'm doing more writing now mm-hmm. and while informally i have identified some issues i would like to like take a formal test so i know what i can do to you know navigate Rem- that yeah right? as i like do more writing you know gotcha gotcha what do you affirm for yourself i affirm as always that i am a bad bitch i affirm that i am enough i affirm that i will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma and i affirm that i am in a healthy relationship that will continue to grow stronger okay and i will also like to ask a question in my affirmation Mm -hmm. for my big titty fam right yeah where do y'all get y'all sports bras? I need like a really good sports bra. I wear a 38F bra mm-hmm. size and I need a good sports bra because none of these shits work for me. I'm like tired of spending money on all of these defunct sports bras. Mm-hmm. So if y'all can help me out, that'd be great. And I will appreciate that. And please don't suggest third love unless you actually have a third love bra that you like. Don't suggest anything unless you are a big titty bitch and you have a bra and you work out in it and your titties don't be in your fucking cheek. Okay. Other than that, don't suggest me shit. Don't be like my friends. No, I need to know your experience. Okay. These titties is too big. My wallets are too small for me to be wasting money, (laughs) more money on fucking sports bras. Okay. And I affirm. (laughs) all right dope thanks for that so last week we got a t-mail about somebody inquiring about dating a man with epilepsy um, and that gentleman because of his epilepsy is unable to work a traditional job so he doesn't go into a nine to five and basically their question was surrounding can you uh, feel comfortable as an abled person what what are the dynamics of dating somebody who is quote unquote not working like a traditional job and um i want to add that this person does get disability so they do have right income. right right yeah. right right but all of those things about like social norms and the patriarchy and like you know can i see myself married to a man who does not quote unquote work yeah you know mm-hmm. um so we talked about that last week please go back and listen to that episode if you're unfamiliar but you do have enough information for us to read some of the responses that we got to that. So we got a really good letter from someone who their partner also has epilepsy and is also not working like a traditional job. Yeah. They stay at home. They also receive benefits. And um, yeah, so it was pretty cool to have someone who shares this experience yep. send us in a letter. So thank you so much. And I am going to read this email. So they say, hey, Queen and Jay, I love the podcast. I started listening after your guest spot on the Black Eye Who Tips. I want to thank you all for the amazing content you bring each week. I've also added Inner Hole Uprising and Marsha's Plate to my podcast rotation. Thanks to you. Ow. I wanted to offer some words of encouragement to the person who wrote into the into a previous podcast. I'm currently in a relationship with someone who has epilepsy and doesn't work outside the home due to that disability. 
Like the writer, I had some inner turmoil in the beginning of us dating. I was caught up in what other people would think because as soon as you tell friends and family about a person you're dating, one of the first questions they ask is, what do they do? At first, I was kind of embarrassed to tell people that in terms of our patriarchal capitalist society, he doesn't quote unquote do anything. I'm happy that I didn't get too caught up with that because we have been together for almost four years and it's the longest and happiest relationship I've ever had. It's definitely necessary to work on letting go of those gender norms, which I know is hard because I still get caught up in them too. Sometimes I get annoyed that I have to do all the driving or I'm the one pulling out the credit card when the bill comes. But I also love not having to worry about doing the laundry or cooking dinner after work because my boyfriend is okay with being a quote unquote house husband. I could go on with my rambling, but I just wanted to let the letter writer know that your situation may be unusual, but you're not alone and it, and it can work if you're both willing to let go of heteronormativity and just do what works for your relationship. Good luck, Katisha. Katisha's got a man. At home. I don't know about your man, girl, but my man's at home doing dishes and laundry and making dinner. <laughs> That's dope, Katisha. Yes, that is dope. Thank Katisha. you so much for your letter. We appreciate that. Um, it's nice to hear somebody who is having a shared experience yeah. talk about this because we kind of just talked from like what we think. Yeah, because we, do we don't and... live this experience. Yeah. So thank you so much. So we also um, got feedback from a few other listeners. The homie Velissa Thompson, who uh, founded the hashtag Disability to White, who is the founder also of um, Ramp Your Voice. You can find that on Instagram. You can find that on Twitter at Ramp Your Voice. And a disability rights consultant, social worker, writer, um, homie. Bad bitch. Bad bitch. Can't forget that. Cannot forget that at all. They listened to the episode. Thank you so much, Valissa, as always, for listening and for your feedback. And I'm going to read what she said. Valissa says, I have a lot of thoughts about the tea letter of the young woman dating the disabled guy. I wonder how much of her concerns have been rooted from opinions of those in her life about her dating and disabled person, plus someone on benefits. We know how folks can be surrounding dating someone quote unquote different. That's exacerbated when someone cannot produce labor, i.e. work and fulfill the gender roles expected. I believe that you all discussed it I believe what you all discussed in response to her question was valid and she needs to think critically about whether she can move on from these patriarchal leanings or if not, leave him alone. Thank you, Valissa. We appreciate that. Yeah, that was good. I like that she said, if not, leave him alone. Yeah. Like, don't get him caught up in that. In your patriarchal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, capitalistic mm -hmm. um, foolishness. Because mm -hmm. there's somebody who he could date cool yeah don't take up, up space yeah. basically yeah and then the homie tina who is at nice white lady on twitter um hit us up with her response we actually had tina on the podcast i guess a few years ago we talked about um disability extensively i think i feel like it was our third year but um yeah i feel you're right yeah uh, probably the only white woman that we will ever have on Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. Ever. Not because she ruined it for white women, but just because we because don't we have don't. white women on the show. Yeah. And she knows how to not take up space. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So Tina says, I have some thoughts about the T-mail. 
that came from the woman dating an epileptic man. She asked if able-bodied was an okay word to use. A lot of us don't like it because there are disabilities that have nothing to do with the body. We tend to describe you all as abled or non-disabled. Please avoid describing someone else as quote unquote suffering from a disability or illness. You're dating an epileptic man or a man with epilepsy. He may have a preference about which phrase you use, so ask. You're clearly aware of how struggling with patriarchal, capitalistic, and ableist norms of what makes a person and their time valuable, which is good. I can jump straight to saying that being disabled is a ton of work. Scheduling and attending doctor's appointments, lab works, lab work, screenings, and tests is work. Researching our conditions and treatment options is work. Phone calls, letters, and appeals to insurance companies is work. Managing medication schedules is work. Monitoring and recording symptoms is work. Networking with fellow patients is work. Calling venues to find out if strobe lights will be in use is work. Calling restaurants to find out what kind of cooking oil they use is work. Calling event spaces to find out if there is a quiet room is work. Please know that I'm not listing these things to chew you out. Most non-disabled people have no clue about our lives. Even the people supposedly closest to us often have no idea what we do with our time. Lovely hosts, while I understand the context in which you were saying this, I would caution you and everyone against using the word burden in discussions about disabled people. It's an upsetting word because frankly, people treat us like burdens all the time. Everyone can read hashtag disabled and dating to see what disabled people deal with. So that's on Twitter. You can check out that hashtag. Former guest and disabled community organizer at May Day J. So that's at M-A-E underscore D-A-Y-J. Runs a chat for disabled people called Disabled and Dayton Chat. So that's disabled, the letter N. Disabled, the letter N. Dayton with no G and then chat. Um, you can also follow at Imani underscore Barbarin and read hashtag things people, things disabled people know. Thanks for the letter and for being open to advice. And thanks always to my favorite womanist race nerds for your longtime commitment to including disability on this here podcast. Love you. Thank you so much, Tina. We appreciate you. I'm going to actually try and leave the links to these um, Twitter threads in the show notes mm-hmm. so that people can see them um, directly. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so we appreciate the feedback on this and we hope that this helps out the original listener in question, yo. Yeah. So thank you so much. You want to take a break? Yeah, I'm down for a break. Let's right. do that. Let's do it. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women your money. Yes. So, Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay. Okay, so, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh, yes. Yes. We do this dope-ass Women is Race Nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamsQueenandJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So you two! Can, two! You become a patron. Or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. 
That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. All the time. All right. So I have a fun fact. Janaceon and her fun facts. You know I'll be filled with fun facts. Mad fun facts. All right. So I don't like watching TV with you because. Oh, that's not. That's not funny. <laughs> one of my nephews. Could you always have fun facts? One of my nephews when he was like six, somewhere between like six and nine, said he didn't want to watch TV with me anymore because I always have fun facts. It's true. <laughs> I'm full of fun facts. I gave Sam a really good fun fact when we were um, in South by. Okay. It was about. Um, I think you think all of your fun facts are good. But... <laughs> okay. No, she confirmed that it was good. Okay. If you like Marvel movies, it was a fact about uh, Chris Evans and his hairline. But anyway. Oh, yeah, I was there for that. I didn't know what was happening, but okay. I saw y'all doing that. Well, you either think it's a fun fact or you don't. Okay. All right. Goodbye. So, my fun fact this week is that Sean King is a black man. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fun fact, okay? All that other stuff. So how did you... So we came back from South by Southwest. We were in the airport at JFK, which is on the New York side of things. And I was waiting for you to come out the bathroom. So I was standing out the bathroom and Sean King was walking towards me, but he was looking at his phone. Mm -hmm. So um, I looked at him. I was looking at him the whole time. If he looked up, I would have like smiled and like acknowledged him since I was staring anyway. Mm -hmm. I think the polite thing to do is smile regardless to whether you feel pleasant or not. You know, I feel like I would do what he did. If someone was staring at me, I'll continue looking at my phone. He didn't see me staring at him. I don't think. How, How do you know? Because I was staring at him. Okay. I you could feel him. with someone staring at you. <laughs> maybe. That's true. It wasn't staring. Okay, maybe it was. But anyhow, so I was looking at him, right, as mm-hmm. a black person, yeah. right, who was familiar with light-skinned black folks and what they look like. Yeah. And that is clearly a very, very light-skinned black person. He was close enough for me to touch his face, which mm-hmm. is not like he lives in New York, so it's not like uncommon to see him somewhere, even though I've never seen him anywhere. It's my mm-hmm. first time seeing him or whatever. But anyway, he was close enough for me to reach out and touch him. So I, he was close enough. She was like, that's a nigga. <laughs> that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> she didn't say that. She didn't say that. I was not. in the bathroom. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, I said, no, she came out and I was like, yo, I just saw Sean King. Um, He's black. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I know that Sean King is a controversial figure. And in this moment, we've talked about him before mm-hmm. and, and the dynamics of that. But in this moment, I don't care to discuss that. But. That shit that all of those white bots on the internet tried to tell us about him being a white man, or at least initiated, they initiated yeah. that dialogue mm-hmm. of, oh, Sean King is a white man or whatever. That's a that's a guy who's one of their parents is some type of black person. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's Jay's fun fact for the week. <laughs> Sean King is black. So, you know, do with that what you want to. Uh, use it how you like. Mm-hmm. But Jay from Tea with Queen and Jay says that Sean King is black. I did not affirm whether or not he was good or bad. Okay, let's move on from this fun fact. Oh, okay. (laughs) Cool. We got another T-mail. 
Yes, we did. So we got another T-mail, and I'm going to read it. All right. If you would like to send us T-mail, you can hit us up at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. So the subject line for this T-mail is a question about gender. Hey, hey, hey. I love the show. I wait weekly to hear y'all and see your take on some current events. Y'all are such goals. Oh, that's so cute. Keep it up. Thank you. So I do have a question. I've been going back through your episodes, but I'm not finished yet. So if this has been discussed, I understand and apologize. I also apologize at the length of this T-mail. One of my favorite things is Jay's affirmation that she is not a lady. It's something that I've said for a long time because I didn't want to be associated with a common lady-like, quote-unquote, lady-like attributes, and I just have never felt like a lady. Growing up, my brother called me a boy and his brother without makeup and, quote-unquote, feminine clothing. I'm misgendered as a guy, especially by raggedy-ass white men. So I've long had issues with my gender and not feeling comfortable in it. Aren't all white men raggedy ass? I don't know. I try not to get that close to them. But (laughs) I will say that this particular like raggedy ass white man, we'll call him John. Okay. Also, Bernie Sanders looks like a raggedy ass white man. Sometimes he is raggedy. But a lot, um, a lot of times. Yes. He's raggedy. So I've long had issues with my gender and not feeling comfortable in it. I feel like a woman at times and genderless at and genderless at other times. Last year I had a surprise hysterectomy. It was traumatic and I've still not really healed from that emotionally, plus other traumas. Before the hysterectomy, I added they dem to my pronouns very quietly. There was no coming out or anything. I couldn't explain what I felt. I just knew that I didn't always feel like just a woman. Unfortunately, I received pushback on it from women, men, non-binary, etc. Most of the time I present quote unquote feminine. I wear makeup and dresses and I'm not curvy and I'm curvy. Because of this, non-binary friends would tell me that I couldn't fit into that box. I was told that I couldn't be gender fluid because I didn't feel male ever. My they them was not respected at all, so I just backed off. I cringe when someone calls me a lady or a woman because it's not the whole story, but I don't feel like the I don't feel like the uncomfortable conversations or being traumatized with someone arguing my gender. After surgery, things got confusing. I had straight up idiots telling me that I'm no longer a woman or that I have no say in reproductive rights anymore. A guy told me I'm not a quote unquote woman woman. Because it's always one of them motherfuckers. Woman, woman, woman. Because I can't bear children. I know that these things don't make someone a woman, but it just makes me feel so much further from womanhood. I already didn't feel like a woman at times, but now it was feeling that I can't fit into the quote unquote woman box or the quote unquote non binary slash gender fluid box. I'm nothing. I don't feel human at this point. Struggling with severe dysphoria and body dysmorphia over here so my question questions is are how do you how did you feel valid in yourself in your affirmation that you are not a lady if it's not too personal what was your journey in that realization how can I become more comfortable in this can you be gender fluid and have some feminine qualities what are some tips and just being myself and ignoring the bullshit around me whatever y'all got thanks 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 from JJ Okay, I want to just start real quick before we get into anything and say that 
your pronouns and like who you ask, especially your friends to refer you as to you as are required. So that's not like an optional thing. It's not negotiable. And they don't need to understand it. Like they don't need to understand why you want to, um, like the language that you used was fit into a certain box. Like Mm -hmm. they don't need to understand it. They don't need to be able to wrap their head around it. If these are your friends, if you say, call me Timberwolf, like mm-hmm. they should fucking call you that. Yep. That's it. It's not for them to decide what's the what and they don't need to understand it. And that that's it. You know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to start there before I forgot to say that it doesn't require their understanding in order for them to respect what you have asked them to call you as a friend. So that that's just to cover like friend stuff, because I feel like at minimum your friends should respect what you want to be referred to as yep, definitely period. Should. And mm-hmm. then all that understanding shit, those are to me separate conversations and we can talk about whether or not they should even be had, but who you ask to be called, your friends should respect that. And if they can't respect that, I don't think that it's unreasonable for you to pull away. Yeah. You know, and, and you can, because this is so for a lot of people, unusual and unfamiliar, like challenging norms and systems. A lot of people don't even understand that. You can give them the courtesy of saying, if you, I, I need you to, you don't have to understand it, but I need you to call me what I've asked to you to be, yeah. you, what I've asked to be called. I need you to call me what, what my pronouns are and what my name is. Um, or I'm personally, I'm not comfortable with being around you because I feel like you don't respect me. And, and I think you should go further and tell them to look into do their Googles because mm-hmm. then it takes the work off for of you when it comes to explaining this and understanding this, especially since this is something you are still trying to wrap your head around yourself. Um, I think it's important for you to, I would say, figure it out on your own mm-hmm. rather than be figuring it out with people who already don't even understand. You know right. what I mean? Like, so if they do want to understand and they do want to ask questions, I would suggest having them do that on their own and not have you be a part of that because mm-hmm. that can be traumatizing for you. Right. Um, and we don't want to add, you know, trauma to this process for you. I also want to, I think we both kind of want to say before I get into like the specific questions that you asked me that we don't feel like we have the range. We don't have to the really answer this question. At all. Neither one of us are non-binary and neither one of us deal with body dysmorphia in the ways in which you are referring to so yeah. i just want to acknowledge that while we were, are definitely going to offer like our insight we acknowledge that we don't have the range to answer this question and once we've given our insight we'll hopefully we'll give other resources that will hopefully yeah with, with, with folks who yeah, have the range right so your questions your questions, um, you started with, how do you feel valid in yourself and your affirmation that you are not a lady? So for me, that was, um, that's been like a, I guess a lifetime journey. I've, I've never really felt particularly like feminine. I've never felt like whatever I had been told over my lifetime, like a lady is or a lady should be. I grew up in a very patriarchal environment between my home life my cultural home life, both like my American family and my Caribbean family were both extremely patriarchal. Mm-hmm. Um, and even your church life. Yes. And my church life yeah. reinforced all, all of that things. shit. Yeah. And so for me, as a woman, I felt very, um, I felt like the term lady was 
used as a tool in my oppression. In addition to the fact that I never felt like I fit in, I didn't easily fit in into being such a feminine person. And so that was always uncomfortable. In addition, I think, to the oppression of ladyhood in the environments that I grew up in. So it always felt uncomfortable. I will say that like butch or masculine leaning queer women were always an inspiration to me throughout my life because especially as a younger person, like back in the day when queerness and and physical manifestations of queerness were less acceptable or or like any type of nonconformity to the binary or gender norms or whatever. So I think seeing queer women who were masculine leaning, just like doing them and like not thinking about how they present or not thinking about conforming to femininity, I always was inspired by like, oh shit, that's a woman like doing what the fuck she wants to do and like being her own type of self. Um, So for me as someone who is not queer, but did not feel like a lady, I was always inspired by masculine women who like, to me, were like just doing them. So that was always an inspiration to me. And it was like a freedom in that for you seeing that. Yeah. Displayed. Yeah, definitely. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was possible because I just knew that I was not a lady or feminine in the ways that I was told feminine is supposed to, to be. Look and look like. Yeah, what it was supposed to look like, what or it was act supposed like to or any what, of those right, things. what it was anything. Anything that I asked and my my personhood was not affirmed as a kid. I would ask for something and my brother would get it. I asked for a bike. My brother got a bike and I would say, yo, I asked for a bike. Like, not that I just expect to get stuff, yeah. but like you heard what I said because you got whatever I asked for. You got it from for my brother. brother. Yeah. So like, what the fuck? I didn't know bikes, but they make, in quotations, girl bikes. Which I had when I was little. I had a girl bike. My sister I'm- had a pink girl bike and I had a red girl bike that had like streamers on the the handles which of course i took those out (laughs) yeah i never had a bike with streamers yeah so i took those out and then i'm just saying that you could want a bike Mm -hmm. be a girl even in this patriarchal space and get the girl bike you know like i just don't you could have had a bike at this time right so we all had so right so when i had the thing with the streamers all three of us had bikes and then when i was like at this point i was no longer riding that like we weren't riding our tiny bikes anymore and i asked for a bike so we were bigger and my brother got a bike and i did not get a bike because and it's honestly it's possible that because i don't know this for sure i it is possible that because i am not a lady right? Even though somebody could have got me a bike that was femme, mm-hmm. it's possible that they didn't want to get me a bike at all because mm-hmm. I was not a lady. It's possible uh-huh. that they were like responding to that energy. Yeah. And the only reason I think about that is because my dad assumed like from my early 20s, like vocalized at least, that I was a lesbian. Like yeah, he would always yeah, talk about that, me. Yeah. Like he would always say things like he wanted me to feel comfortable, like coming out. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> like, mom, and I've said this to you. My mom used to do that to my sister, my mm-hmm. older sister. But it, I don't feel that it was, um, I feel that because your house is more patriarchal. And then y'all, I don't know. I, 
I felt like it was lighter when my mom was saying it. I think also because we live, we were in a Muslim space. So it was very like, right. it is okay. You can yeah. be free to do this thing. I'm still going to love you. Like, in that way, my yeah. mom represented. But my mom used to do that to my older sister. Right. So mine was not like that. Mm-hmm. Mine was like, I felt like my dad was, my dad did not understand the type of person that I was. And so the only thing that he could understand As was that you you're a lesbian. This would only make sense if you're a lesbian. Right. And then I'll be cool with it because we can be boys. Mm. Then you can be my boy and I don't have to treat you. Wow, that's you. intense. That's how I feel. That's my interpretation of it. That's and that's intense. been going on since I was in my, like like 20 years old Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so anyway Mm -hmm. so i say that to say it's possible that nobody was thinking about getting me a femme bike because i just need to be more femme overall so like you don't get a bike yeah you don't get a bike you don't get a nintendo you don't get a game boy none of the shit that i have my brother let me tell you this my brother didn't give a fuck about anything (laughs) okay so he didn't ask for any of these things he got them and he enjoyed them when he got them Mm -hmm. but he wasn't asking for that shit so anyway Mm -hmm. i would never get anything that i asked for. you know what though i wouldn't get those things either but i wasn't an asking ass kid like i didn't really ask for shit yeah so they were in my house and it wasn't an issue when i played with my brother's ninja Mm -hmm. turtles and shit Mm -hmm. um my mother knew not to buy me Barbies anymore and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I never asked for the other things, though, either. I will just play my brother's shit. <laughs> like, we were close in age anyway, so right. we play with his shit. Yeah. I, we were, like, told to, like, ask for stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Somebody would say, okay, well, what do you want for such and such or whatever? I always say money. I've just been like that. I don't know what's wrong with me. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> no. I, somebody would fucking ask me. Mm-hmm. And I would fucking tell them. And then they would get it for my brother on the regular, that's, on the reg. That's intense. So anyway, yeah, my, I rode my brother's bike. I played with his Game Boy. Mm-hmm. We Whatever was in the house, we all played with it. Yeah. But if you're the person who asked for that shit and you and didn't get, get it, it, it's something, yeah. there's an energy there. You know what I'm saying? There's an energy. And when I ask, well, how come I didn't get a bike? Oh, you wouldn't ride it. Why wouldn't I ride it? I fucking asked for I it. I asked for it. No, I'm not going to ride it because I don't have it. But I fucking asked for it. Anyway, I don't know how we got here. You but I got a bike. It was a, it was a girly bike in mm-hmm. my mind. I didn't really like girly stuff, but I put it together myself. So it mm-hmm. made me feel like, fuck this girly bike, because right. <laughs> I put it together. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> anyway, as I got older, as a non queer person, watching people like use different pronouns, watching people transition, yeah, learning from trans people that like this this doesn't feel right to me and them watching them affirm like who they actually are and living who they are it was inspiring and so for me i would say maybe maybe three years ago i think i got i knew i was i was always uncomfortable with the term lady it always made me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. it wasn't who i was it's not who i am and i feel like it again was used as a tool in my oppression and feeds the patriarchy. And so about three years ago, I just, I stopped using it or I was working to like take it out of my vocabulary yeah. and stop calling people that or just using the word in general. And then shortly after that, I started asking people, okay, that's not, you know, I'm not a lady. Please don't call me that. And so I started with people close to me. 
So people I would see all the time or like if my brother would say it, I would tell him or whatever. But just like people who I felt like, okay, you're somebody who cares about me. So if you care about me, this this makes me uncomfortable. I'm not a lady. Let's just like, let's just not Yo, do it. it's to the point when if anyone calls us ladies or I have them call you lady, I get uncomfortable. Right. And right. it's not even something I require for myself. And yeah. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Right. And, and honestly, I appreciate... I appreciate that because it gets exhausting mm-hmm. having to say that to people all the time, especially when like that particular term, lady, is a gendered term. And I think as a society, we should really move away from using gendered language because yeah. you don't know anybody's pronouns. Yeah, which, which I'm trying to train myself to i'm horrible with they them mm-hmm. they thems pronoun i'm like horrible with mm-hmm. them so i don't know someone is a they them and i think i'm still so stuck in the binary right that i can be looking at this person know that they're they them and still like mis- misgender mm-hmm. or yeah mispronoun i'll do that or i still think of they them as and i don't even give a fuck about grammar Right. But I still think of they them as if it's a plural mm-hmm. and more than one person. Mm-hmm. I still I'm still trying to like untrain my brain to do that. Yeah. But like they thems are extremely hard for me to yeah. like get get together. Something that has been helpful to me is everybody is a they them. That's what I. Yeah, work that's what to I'm do. trying to do now. Yeah. Like everyone even if, is they them. Like when until I read letters, like when I read letters for the show and stuff, like I'll I'll say they them mm-hmm. until they like specifically say right. she her or him him his whatever mm-hmm. but i'm trying to do that first do they them for everybody so then i can train re, like retrain my brain and retrain my 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 muscle memory just in my mouth yeah um because it just comes out like mm-hmm. i'm not even thinking about it mm-hmm. but yeah mm-hmm. those are hard for me yeah so right so that's something that for people who i love or who love me like if i ask you to call me banana just fucking call me banana you know what i'm saying so i feel like you're yellow i am yellow <laughs> so you want to call you banana. hey I got in trouble for doing that once. But you you were name calling queen. Am I correct? Well, we were, went to her house to fight her, and then we was calling her bananas in pajamas. And then we woke up the neighbor's baby, so then they told her parents, and then her parents called my parents, and then... Are you done? Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> if, I, if I ask you to call me banana, call me banana. That's the thing. When it comes to people that you love, if they ask you to refer to them a certain way... Do that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I would say, yeah, people who are close to me, that's what I expect. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't call me a lady. And and something that I know, sometimes I get uncomfortable asking it of like strangers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What I do notice, like if I get, I was invited to be on a podcast once and I wasn't going to say anything because... People rarely, I notice now that I'm hyper aware of it, people don't do it as often if you're not in a group, right? So people are not going to say, hey, lady, hey, lady, right. But if I'm with you or with another woman, they feel like it's polite to say, okay, so ladies, tell me, da 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 you know? So mm-hmm. I was invited to be on a podcast and then they were like, oh, so-and-so is going to be on with you, da 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 So then I felt the need because now there'll be two of you, there, two of us, there's this inclination for men at least to be like, ladies, da 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 So in that moment, I said, hey, just, you know, quick heads up, I... And don't refer to myself as a lady. So I would just appreciate it if we didn't. And people will ask, oh, I it, I didn't know that was offensive. Or is it offensive? Or did it? I was like, no, it's not an offensive term. I am just not a lady. And I would prefer if we didn't, if you didn't use that terminology. Uh-huh. I will say that I'm still not comfortable in like groups, right? So we do grapevine and we shoot or whatever. And it's a bunch of people. So like on shoot days, 
they will say, okay, ladies, you know, yeah. come over here. And that mm-hmm. shit will happen all day. And I don't like it, but I do feel like I'm still, I'm still learning this environment and I don't want to appear difficult. And people are starting to understand the pronoun language a little bit more. And because lady is not a pronoun thing, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm hesitant to affirm, hey, I'm not a lady. But there will be situations where, like, if we're one-on-one with somebody and somebody says ladies or da 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 I'll do it then. But, like, in those kinds of group yeah. scenarios where they're saying ladies or da 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 I'll just, like, let it go or ignore it or whatever. Or, like, at South By, it happened a lot. I always cringe. Yeah. <laughs> we, about yeah. To, we about to fight or not. <laughs> right. I think if we, if we just, as a community, get away from gendered language. But I think that in terms of, like, how did I feel validated right? There's so many, like my whole life, somebody was telling me that I'm not good enough because I'm a woman, right? Mm, My whole life, somebody was telling me even further, I'm not good enough because I'm a black woman. So at a certain point, it becomes, I wasn't good enough as a black woman. I wasn't good enough as a woman. I wasn't good enough as whatever type of lady you thought I should have been or I was or whatever. So you know what? It doesn't fucking matter. So just call me banana. Don't call me a lady. Mm-hmm. Call me Jay. Call me Janicia. Call me you two. Call me you all. Um, y'all. We like a y'all. Say y'all. That's cool too. But don't call me a lady. So I think I think not seeking external validation has been helpful. And also seeing the strength in others. Like seeing the strength in trans folks every day who maybe present one way but their identity is, is something the else. The pronoun that they told you the, to, right, to use. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think that. And I think that people, because you've, you you mentioned having a hysterectomy, I think people saying that you're no longer a woman, that's fucking bullshit. Your identity as a woman is not your fucking organs. Yeah, it's... When I read that, I just kind of got annoyed and wanted to punch whoever in the face who said that to you because how, like, that's just ignorant. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if a a person's womanhood or womanness is only connected to being able to reproduce, Mm -hmm. then that would make millions of people who identify as women with uterus not women, Mm -hmm. which is bullshit. You know, yeah. like, like what? What the fuck? Yeah. So is a, a man not a man if he, like, shoots blanks? You know, like. I think that there are people who feel like that, but that's a part of toxic masculinity. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like, it's just, it's, a, it's ignorant. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that you have to, like, experience yeah. that ignorant ignorance. Also, maybe I'm being nosy, but um, how do they know you have a hysterectomy? Like, is it something that you just share? That's the thing is that this sounds it like... It sounds like something incredibly personal to me. Right. And it sounds like people who are close to them saying this. Like, a lot of these people sound like people that are close to them. That's fucking disgusting. You know? It's, it's, uh, it's not okay. They also sound like they are transphobic, right? So while you are not a trans person, yeah. there are trans women who don't have a uterus. There's trans women who have not undergone a sex change and don't have a vagina. Yeah. Um, they're all different types of women physically. We all exist differently. And so these people who are telling you that you are not a woman. A woman woman. Right. That you're not a quote woman woman because you had a hysterectomy. Those are also people who are by default transphobic. Yeah. And do you really want to fuck with them or do you really care what they have to say anyway? You know, if they're those types of bigots. 
Something else that I want to say is unique to my personal experience is that I, while I am not a lady and while I include they, them pronouns in my pronouns, I am also a woman and I am also she, her. And there are times when I feel like, okay, well, do I need to get rid of my she, her pronouns because I'm not a lady? Like, would that make it easier for people to get that I'm not a lady? Mm -hmm. But I also find for me personally, as someone who is not a trans person and as someone who does not fully identify as non-binary, I find power in not being a lady and being she, her. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's been the whole point is to try to erase who I am as a woman and say, I am not a woman or I am not enough because I am not a lady or because I am not feminine in these certain types of ways. And that Mm -hmm. I I have to be in this particular box. When for me, it's that, no, I can be she, her, they, them, and not be a lady because women come in all different types of ways. And there are women who are, quote unquote, very masculine, for lack of a better word, who are women and who identify as she and her. And that's what they choose to do. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And so I think it's important that we recognize that there's a lot of like bullshit to all of this. A lot of that heteronormative shit is um, dangerous and it's toxic. And again, people don't have to understand all of that to respect what your pronouns are, what your your gender identity is or any of that. Um, you also asked, um, can you be gender fluid and have some feminine qualities? As we said earlier that we don't have the range. I don't think I have the range, but I, my understanding of being gender fluid is that it's fluid and Mm -hmm. it's something that moves and there is a spectrum and it's something that, um, has flexibility. Right. So I would say, yeah. Yes. I would would also say, yeah, I think Rob from Inner Hole Uprising identifies as agender Mm -hmm. and, as an outsider who observes Rob, I yes. think that there are moments when Rob demonstrates uh, certain types and aspects of femininity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are people who often read Rob with the incorrect pronouns because of that expression. Yeah. That doesn't mean that Rob is not an agender ass nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm word, saying? Word. And so... As someone who does not identify as non-binary, when I observe Rob, I think that Rob is a good example of that type of gender fluidity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I, t- I definitely agree. And also, our homie Nikita. Yes. I would say, right? Yeah. Nikita, physically to a lot of people, presents very masculine, masculine. but also very much embraces a certain type of femininity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nikita is mad delicate. Nikita clutches pearls. <laughs> Nikita might be a lady. Nikita doesn't wouldn't use that word, but Nikita right. is a lady not in that oppressive way. Yeah, no, people, not in the yeah, oppressive no, I'm just, sense I'm gonna, of it. Right. I have to say that to be clear. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. But presenting, Nikita is very masculine presenting mm-hmm. or, or what someone would... Uh, I'm sure she confuses right. people. Right, and that's, that's... I don't know if we said it, but uh, that's Nikita from Queer Walk Podcast. Yeah, but so. I'm sure she confuses people who are stuck in... Right. In the... Um, binary and, and mm-hmm. what gender is supposed to look like mm-hmm. i'm sure she confuses yeah. motherfuckers definitely you know definitely you also ask what are some tips in just being myself and ignoring the bullshit around me i think part of that is recognizing that it's bullshit yeah you know recognizing it's bullshit and leaning into like all of this is bullshit 
this is who I am. This is who I feel comfortable being. And that's what it is. And that most people around you are ignorant. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Right. You know, so like don't own their ignorance. Um, don't think that is something that's yours. Mm-hmm. That's theirs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 harder to push against things. And if you're pushing against that ignorance of them, it's going to make it harder for you to go mm-hmm. through this process for yourself. Yeah. So I would just be just looking at them like, y'all, y'all niggas dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other piece of this is don't sacrifice yourself for the comfort of others. Don't sacrifice your comfort and who you believe yourself to be and who you would like to be referred to as. Don't sacrifice all of those things because it makes somebody else uncomfortable or makes things more challenging for them. Like how Queen says she has trouble with they, them pronouns. That's for Queen to keep working on and figuring out how to use the correct pronouns. That's my shit. That's her shit. That's not their shit. Exactly. Exactly. And anytime we're to, we know that Queen has an issue with yeah. that. So whenever we're around Queen and she misgenders somebody, we correct her. They correct me. That's it. Or they look at me like I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Or they move on like this bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, and they make it something for me to be uncomfortable right. about, not the person who I am misgendering, misgendering mm-hmm. to feel uncomfortable about, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important. Yeah. So again, like we said before, we don't have the range to answer this question, I think, in all the ways that it needs to be answered. So I know Queen had pulled a few resources. Yeah. So we um, got a few episodes of the Inaho Uprising. Um, Like Jay said earlier, one of their hosts, Rob, is an agender person. And we thought some of these episodes would be helpful. So there's one episode called 54 Genders on None. Um, and that is the first episode that Rob appears on for the Inaho Uprising. And then there are two um, Rob's, Rob-isodes? That's what they're called? Um, I'm not sure, but there are many episodes featuring Rob that center Rob's experience. Yeah, so um, the first one is called Agent the Ho in the Army. And another is called Hoes Like to Be Courted. There are many other episodes where Rob is on. Um, mm-hmm. These are just some of the ones that stick out the most, stand out the most. Right. Yeah, but I will listen to that podcast, period. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what I'm learning about the binary and understanding all of that is actually from that podcast and from Queer Walk Podcast, also from Marsha's Plate. Mm-hmm. Those three podcasts collectively are like schooling the shit out of me right? Um, when it comes to the, this subject matter, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely Marsha's Plate. Uh, for people who don't know, Marsha's Plate features three black trans hosts. And while they operate within the binary as trans women and trans men, Mm -hmm. they also explore the dynamics of what it means to look outside of the binary and people who are who identify as trans, but do not fit um, physically necessarily into a particular box of masculine or feminine people who live within the non the non-binary they talk a lot about that and i think that that the dialogue they have around that and some of the um exploring their own feelings and some of their own like sometimes internalized transphobia and shit like yeah. that has been really interesting so that's definitely a podcast they also check out. touch on um dysphoria a lot dysphoria. Also. Mm-hmm. dysphoria a lot also which would um, probably be helpful for you 
um, it, it's probably cl- a little closer related mm-hmm. than what Jay and I would ever have right. to offer when it comes to that. So, yeah, I think those are places to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you listen, um, they also accept letters and stuff like that. Yeah, they so do. if you listen to any one of those podcasts and feel comfortable with sharing this letter with them, then please do or let us know if you would like us to forward mm-hmm. it to any one of them and we'll do that as well. Yeah. I know that for me with Queer Walk, they are both um, she, her pronoun folks, but money is always kind of like putting the hammer down on me. Like, damn, like she's always kind of like, I've texted her, I've texted money a few times. So I was like confused. Like, okay. Help me with this, mm. and she'll walk walk me through shit. So I, that's why I feel like queer work is another resource mm-hmm. um, for that and knowing those things. Because money has helped me and yeah. my dumb ass a few times. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. Ain't no problem. All right. Secret messages. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we hope that we were able to assist in some way, and please check out those resources and hit us up with any follow up questions if that you may have. Yes. Thank you so much for trusting us with your letter. Word. We appreciate you. So as we mentioned before, we are occasionally on the Grapevine, and that is a YouTube channel. It's a YouTube panel show that features uh, Black millennials talking about different issues. We were on their most recent episode, uh, Culture Vultures, talking about... Culture Vultures. Culture Vultures. Let's not say their name. Oh, we will not say their name. But we were talking about Culture Vultures in general. It did center one white woman, Culture Vulture. Uh, We ended up talking about that concept as a whole Mm -hmm. and so i just sidebar i used to read we both used to actually tap into the youtube comments of the episodes that we were on just Uh to see like what the post was and what a lot of the viewers were thinking and then we would talk back to some of those we would talk back to some of those points here on the podcast yeah but we're no longer looking at the YouTube comments. That's just not something that we're engaging in anymore. Yeah. Everybody knows that YouTube comments are shit. So we did, or they can be. It's it's like a lot of, um, there are good valid points from people who are actually watching and enjoying what they watched or actually watching and critiquing what they want they, they watched. And then there are fucking trolls. And for whatever reason, YouTube is like the abundance of trolls. It's like so much more intense than any other social media platform. Yeah. And I would rather if you all had stuff to say about what you saw, if you want us to comment on it, please feel free to shoot us a T-mail or just hit us up directly and then we can, we'll know what you have to say or yeah. what you're thinking that way. We're totally down with like critiques and all of that shit. Like we we don't have a problem with um, somebody challenging us, but I don't need to look at like 200 comments about how somebody didn't like my makeup or some, some shit like that. <laughs> like you it know? doesn't be, a, people stupid. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, so if I think that if you want to shout us out in the comments, fine. Just know that we won't be there to see yes, them. Yeah. If you have a question to ask us, um, we would rather you just send us T-mail mm-hmm. versus putting it in the comments because we're not right. going to see it. Absolutely. And we do, uh, to Queen's point, we do appreciate when you shout us out. Mm-hmm. It is good that people know that, like, you know who we are. You enjoy watching us on a program or whatever. Yeah. So definitely continue to do that. If you're somebody who makes YouTube comments, continue to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Queen said, if it's something that you want us to see or want us to respond to, then please hit us up directly. Yeah. All right. So um, if you watched the most recent episode, Culture Vultures of the Grapevine, there's a moment when 
Donovan and I are talking about black women. Yeah. Right. And the the question comes up a few times of how can black women position themselves better in an industry, hip hop in particular, or in an in industry, hip hop and entertainment in which white women are quote unquote taking our spots, mm-hmm. right? Where white women are being uplifted and centered in what is our culture and what is in what is shit that black women have created. Yeah. Right. And so we're talking about this white woman culture vulture and we're talking about the ways in which gatekeepers, right? The face of which is often black men are using, using their privilege to elevate white women instead of elevating black women. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're having this dialogue and Jeff J first poses the question, okay, what are black women going to do? And then Donovan also later on poses the question, okay, what are black women going to do? And several times black women said, the black women on the panel said, this is not, it's not the job of black women. It's not the job of the oppressed to position themselves in any type of way to combat this type of oppression, right? Because black women are already out here doing shit. We're already doing the things. Yeah. And that's I don't, why you invited the black women to the panel right. to speak because they're doing the work. We're doing the work. We already exist in the space. The point is that white men, white media, and black male gatekeepers, right, mm-hmm. are uplifting white women who are visitors to the culture yeah. as opposed to uplifting black women, right? That's a clear case of misogynoir. Yeah. So don't turn to me, the black woman, to say, okay, what are you going to do about niggas erasing you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Word. So we said this a few times, this came up, okay? And it, and it, it, it's interesting because um, what I know of Jeff J, like, we have a cool relationship. He's cool. I enjoy him. He seems like a nice person. He never says anything sideways. But we're still sitting here talking about, you're still asking, what are black women going to do after we have this whole panel about how black women are being erased, right? Donovan is also cool. We're still, he's still asking the question, okay, so now what are black women going to do? As if these are not two black men who often talk about black women being erased, who know us, who know, and when I say us, I mean all the black women who are on the panel, right? Who know that we exist, who know what black feminism is, who know about us consistently being erased. They're still turning to us and saying, Black women, how are you going to position yourselves in this industry? How are you going to position yourselves differently? Donovan began to talk about how um, black women are the leaders of Black Lives Matter and different civil rights movements and and like how we lead in all these other industries and how we're being somehow erased in hip hop. And my point was... We're erased in all of these yes, areas. Because do we know all of the names of the women who created mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter? I'm sure no. Right. But you everybody know? knew who but, D-Ray was. Yeah, everyone. Mm-hmm. And that funky ass vest. You know it's stink. Okay. I just had to say it. All right. Everybody knows who Sean King is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my point was that this is something that happens across industry, yeah. across category. Mm-hmm. It's not just hip hop. We're talking about hip hop right now. But- we are erased everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So there was that point, but then also something that I felt was happening at the table is that these black men here asking us, turning to their peers and saying, what are black women going to do? How are we going to position ourselves? Right. They know us. 
They know who we are. Do they? They know people in the industry. Do they? Do they know us? What do you mean? Like, if you can sit right next to a black woman and erase black women, do mm-hmm. you really know of black women doing work? Do you actually see their work as work? Do you actually acknowledge the things that black women even do as right, work? Right. Do you really? Yeah. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Like, it it makes no sense for you to be at a table with black women mm-hmm. whom you've invited to the table because, because they, they do the in work. The industry, right. Because they're in the industry mm-hmm. and because they do the work if they're not in that particular industry right. that we were talking about on that panel. Mm-hmm. To raise that question, do you really do you really know black right. women who do these things? So that's the other thing. You right? don't. Yeah. So that's that's what I was talking about in terms of like erasure, is that even in that question, right? Because you're not saying all of you women here have managed to navigate the industry in your own ways. You're not presenting a comment, which Mm-mm. a lot of us often do on Grapevine, which I've seen Jeff do, Donovan do. I've seen these men offer commentary, offer information, right? So to turn, to take their time to turn to the black women at the table who are talking about being marginalized and ask us as marginalized people in this way, what are you going to do? As mm-hmm. if we haven't been doing, as if we haven't been jumping up and down, as if we ha- we're having this conversation because we've been calling this white woman and others like her a culture it's vulture. It's been us getting motherfuckers out of the paint. Yes. It has been the work of black women right. calling people out in lots of industries, mm-hmm. getting them out the paint. It's because of black women that Iggy Azalea is still is, is now trying to like make a comeback. It is because right. of black women. When it's you say always she's trying been. to make comments because we, we got her out the paint. We got, yeah. So she has to now yes. try and come who, back. Who right. was being elevated by black men as mm-hmm. well, T.I.? We did that work. We've been doing this work. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? You yourself have erased us from the equation while having a conversation about not erasing black women. Right. Like, Do you not see what you did there yeah and so just um i bring this up because what happened is we if you if you didn't watch the episode donovan and i kind of end up in this back and forth about it um and i just wanted to be clear about what my point was because a lot of times we both all of us speak so eloquently that it can sound like we're saying the same thing and at a certain point somebody did say y'all are saying the the same same thing and y'all weren't we were not saying the same thing at all what 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 donovan was doing was asking Black women, how are you going to position yourselves? And what I was saying is, don't ask me that question. That question is erasure. Yeah. Don't ask that fucking question. That's mm-hmm. what I was saying. Yeah. And um, that's what the fuck I was saying. Yeah. And so I'm going to make a comparison, but I want to make it clear. I'm going to reference a misogynoirist. I want to make it clear that I'm not putting Donovan or Jeff or any of our brothers like on par with this piece of garbage that I'm going to reference. But this is a similar question. This how are black women going to position us themselves? This is a similar question to what that fucking dry, ashy Charlotte Chu from The Breakfast Club. Was that Lenard? Thank you, Lenard. Okay. Right. What Lenard asked black women on Twitter yes. after gal palling around yep. with Tommy uh, Lorenz or whatever the fuck. I like fuck. to call it tambourine. Tambourine, mm-hmm. right? 
after talking to that white supremacist woman, mm-hmm. right, on his show and taking pictures with her and, and playing around with her, yeah. saying to black women, right, as, as somebody who works in the media space, Charlotte Chu would turn around after knowing all oh. kinds of black women who use their social media platform yes. to generate income. He's friends to with teach some of these shit. women. He's quote unquote friends with a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? To turn to us and then say, oh, how come one of you, how come black women don't use their platform, platform. and use the internet in the same way that Tom, Tammy Loren or whatever the fuck her name is yeah. uses? How come they're not doing what she's doing? Yeah. As if you don't know. How come know, they haven't built a platform exactly. like Tambourine has built the platform? As if you don't know Jamila Lemieux. As if you're not constantly harassing Feminista Jones yeah. on social. You know what I'm saying? You know, and these are just two names. I'm very bad with names. Yeah. And they're out there. We all know who they are. And these are people who have actually built a platform using yes. the internet. Yes. Tam, Tam Marine was on an internet show that was created by someone else. Yes. This is not even a platform she created. Mm-hmm. The names you, you said, mm-hmm. um, Jamila, Feminista, they actually created their platforms yeah. on the internet through blogging or Twitter or whatever. That's actual creation mm-hmm. of your own fucking platform. Not being the quote-unquote pretty face for the white supremacist Facebook network. You have talented, internet-savvy, hustling-ass black women on your show all the time. I'm talking about Charlotte Chu. Mm -hmm. You know who they are. So to ask us this question, it's erasure, and it means that you haven't been paying attention to anything that your black women friends have been doing. they do pay attention, but they do not, like many people in the world, acknowledge anything black women do as work. Because it's just shit that we're just supposed to do. Mm -hmm. It's shit that we just do naturally. It's shit that we do because we're strong. We're not, like... It's work. It's yeah. fucking work. Acknowledge our work. That's what it is. You you continuously try to attach whatever we do to not being work, and that's just what it is, and that's because we're fucking mules, mm-hmm. and that's the fucking problem. So, yes, how do you see your black woman friends working? Like, you literally see them working mm-hmm. for liberation, and you don't acknowledge it as work? Right. That is fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I don't get how black men don't see how fucked up that well, I do get how they don't because yeah. erasure and massage noir because black women aren't valid, mm-hmm. but like that's what that is. That's erasure. That's faulty. Oh, it's just uh, right. y'all niggas get on my nerves. Yeah, and so again, so that was an extreme example. But when our homies Jeff and when our homies Donovan turned to us and like every woman on that panel. Is a movement. You know what I'm saying? It's writers. Every, no. Everybody sitting every, at that table. Every, every black single. woman sitting at that table interfaces with hip hop in some way within their work. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and we all work. You call them there because you because knew they work. Of their work. Nobody on that panel does not work women wise. I don't know, you know whatever. Nah, but nah, none of the women. Yeah, the women. That's, no, but that's what? the thing. Yes. The women have to work to be at the Tell fucking it, table. It, but these it, other motherfuckers it, at the table it. could be literally doing nothing. It's a nigga there and that's they his sit, job is just to be a bitch fucking, fucking troll. troll. Yep. But he can sit at the table and have right. equal footing with these women, women who, who work. actually do women work. Women who work. Now I'm upset. I wasn't up. upset before, oh, but really honestly thinking about us on the panel and like the black women on there who like actually do work and like produce shit and this nigga sitting there who's just there because they're funny. For kicks and giggles? Right, right. And Not, this shit is real for exactly. people? Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So that there's a prime example there. So we work hard. You know what I'm saying? We work hard and it would be nice if people who were close to us recognized that work. 
And that's all that I was trying to say is that mm-hmm. in in you presenting that question to black women, it's an element of erasure when you are supposed to use your privilege, right? Use your privilege to elevate us instead of turning and questioning us saying, what are y'all doing? Use your privilege to say all the black women at this table are a movement because you know that. You know what I'm saying? And that it's unfortunate to see us erased in this ways. And we need people, we need the gatekeepers to step up and say her name, acknowledge her, yeah. acknowledge those black women who are doing that that work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Invite them to the table. That type of shit. Yeah. Even had he said, we do this, we do this show here. And we invite black women at the table to talk about these things. Like something that was elevating of us instead of asking us what we're doing like we don't do enough. And so that that to me was the piece of it that was like erasure. And I didn't mean for it to turn into like a thing. But I just You didn't make to... it turn into a thing though. Right. You didn't make it turn into a thing. If people interpreted that as a thing that's mm-hmm. on them, that's not on you. You can be in a space and challenge someone else's thought. Right. That is perfectly fine. I think that's why you were brought there. Mm-hmm. And also... Nothing was fucking happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing was happening. Right. That's never happened before. Mm-hmm. We've seen people on that show disagree, not be in the same space with what they're thinking. We've seen that before. Nothing out of the ordinary happened in that space. Mm-hmm. So if people feel like it did, they need to fall the fuck back. And because it wasn't that serious, right. it was not that serious. Mm-hmm. We you didn't even care afterwards. I didn't care, but then somebody afterwards asked me what was that about, and then it was like, wait, well, I don't know. Because you're a black woman, you're not supposed to like... Yeah, I know. It weirded me out a little bit. But anyway, I did want to make my point um, clear, because mm-hmm. I know both of us were cutting each other off, and mm-hmm. so I just wanted to make sure that people understood, people who watched understood where I was coming from, and for us to kind of talk about um, how the erasure from black women can come from people who are like close and cool. And you know think, what I'm saying? And not even just close and cool, close and cool, and think that they are saying the same things right. as you. Because right. they are not. Right, right, right. They're not. Mm-hmm. It's, there was another person for, for some reason thought me and him were saying the same things. <laughs> Brother. That's on another episode. We'll, I know. We'll, but, get, we'll get into all of we that. Were, I'm just saying. Yeah. We were not. Yeah. I don't even think they listen to this podcast. I just want the world to know. Mm-hmm. Brother, we were not saying the same thing. Yeah, things. when that episode drops, we will definitely get into that because we, we might have to issue legal documentation. To let everyone know that that is not what you were saying. We were not saying the same thing. Nah, you were. I think it's clear that we weren't. But then there's mad niggas like him in the world. It who is. Gonna, who gonna think we were. Yep. We was not. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, so thanks to everybody who watches on Grapevine. We're gonna leave the link to that episode in the show notes mm-hmm. for anybody who wants to catch it. And, and it's also on our website too. We put oh, that's all right. the episodes um that we appear on for Grapevine on mm-hmm. our website. So you can like look at our faces as we talk this great shit. That's right. Yeah. And as always, thank you, Grapevine, for having us on there, yo. Yes, we yes, enjoy yes, doing yes, that yes. shit. So we were, you know, speaking of erasure of black women, we just came back. Because from- it's common. It happens all the time. All the fucking That's time. That's another thing. It happens all the time. So when we see it happening, we, we know what it is. Yeah. You don't know that you're trying to erase me, but I'm so used to this this type of marginalization that when I see it happening, I'm going to point it out. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait until you make your full point. And maybe I need to get better with that, but I'm not. No, but why do I have to sit and wait for you to finish traumatizing me? Boom. To get my point across. Like, no, yeah. I'm not going to sit and wait for you to traumatize me. For me to counter your traumatization of me. Is that a word? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, but that, I'm not that, doing that. That is really, you're correct. I'm not doing you that. You are very correct. Especially since I just want to point out that that was the third time 
that that was being brought up, that that question was being asked. Yeah. Jeff asked it once. Donovan presented that uh, for the second time. Yeah. And then Donovan asked it again. So the third time Donovan says it is when I'm like, not enough. Not on my watch. A penis. <laughs> I just had to say that. It's been a long time since I screamed it. A penis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I South by Southwest. Um, South by Southwhite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a lot of erasure happening with black women as well. Right. All the time. All the time. Similarly, it was not white folks. It was people of color um, doing this to us. Mm-hmm. There was one instance where a panel was happening and a white presenting Latinx person asked the black woman host on the stage. Um, what did she ask? It was an all black woman panel. And a white presenting Latinx person, and by white presenting, we mean she was a TV Italian. TV Italian. Right? That basically, for anybody who's never listened to us before, a TV Italian means like you, maybe you look like J-Lo, or maybe you look like any number, maybe you're Gina Rodriguez looking, any number. Sophia. Vergara. Vergara. Right. Any number of Latinx people who are light-skinned enough to Basically, present as Italian if you on could television. Be in a, if you could be in a novella, mm-hmm. that is the type, that is the Latinx person. Right, right. Now, if you are a person of color, usually you can look at these types of TV Italians and know that they are Latinx. Like, you would not assume they are a white person. Mm-hmm. But mainstream America would be like, oh. Yeah, not so much. That's a, a white Italian. A lot of white people have really low racial IQs because they don't have to, like, Look for color the way we have to look right. for color because that's safety. Yes, yeah. yeah. So they might they might see a very light skinned Latinx person and read them as white. Yeah. So that's what we mean by white pressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she asked this panel of black women, what Latinx women can do because she didn't see any Latinx representation. Yeah. At South by Southwest, she asked what Latinx women can do to get the type of representation that these black women have achieved at yeah, South by Southwest. I believe she used the word coalition. Right. And then she said, what can we do as black and brown people in coalition with one another to get black, to get Latinx women to hold, to hold the same type of space that the black woman was holding, which was right. on this panel presenting at right. South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. So when this question was happening, it was so violent that it went over my head. Like, you know, when, like, mm-hmm. you don't realize someone's like violating you. Mm-hmm. Because you've experienced so much trauma that you don't even realize, wait, this person is fucking with me. Right. Um, so it went over my head until the panelists began to answer the question. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, she's trying. She's trying them. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Latinx woman on the panel. She yep. was a black Latinx woman. Mm-hmm. So you've already erased this black um, Latinx woman because for you, Latinx only looks like one thing. Yep. And then it was obvious that this person was Latinx. Even when they spoke, you can hear it in their accent and their voice. Yeah, it's it was interesting to me. To me, that person has a very clearly like Spanish is my is a language that I, I speak, speak frequently. Yes, mm-hmm. they have that type of accent mm-hmm. to me, and I feel like to other people, maybe you might not be able to identify it the way in which I identify it, but to me, it's clearly. An accent. It's clearly a Spanish yeah, language leaning accent. I can't remember everything the person said, obviously, mm-hmm. but this is a person who inserts Spanish in their English. Right. As well. Mm-hmm. So like better like and th- like this is something that they do. Yeah. Um I don't know. Their voice is very 
Latinx presenting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like, whoa. Um, and the one of the panelists pointed that out, like, oh, that's what we're not going to do. They didn't say that, but mm-hmm. it was like, um, this person is Latinx, but we're yeah. not, you know, erasure is what we don't do over here or whatever. Um, but what offended me is that this person was putting, one, erasing black black women, and then two, like, putting the work on them getting in these spaces on black women again, as if mm-hmm. black women... We've seen you doing the work to get there. Now, how is your work going to benefit me? Or how can your work help me? Or how can mm. your work bring me on that stage? And mm. it's like, for you to fix your mouth to say that um, is fucked up. And it just lets me know that you don't even acknowledge, again, what black women do as work. You don't know. you your, This person themselves calls South by Southwest, South by South White also. Mm-hmm. You are a white presenting Latinx person. You don't think they want they're gonna they're gonna let you in the room quicker than they gonna let me in the room. Mm-hmm. My brown ass in the room. Right. My black ass in the room. Right. You know, it was it was just like know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was just like really disrespectful to like hear that. I'm glad in the moment that I didn't digest what yeah. was happening. Because my reaction probably would have been something completely different in the moment. So why did it bother you that she asked how black and brown women can work in coalition to make sure that brown women also are taking up space or get to take up space? One, because that coalition, in quotation, was already happening. It was a Latinx yes. woman on the stage. Ho. Boom, nigga. She's already on stage. That's right. This, this work, she because you don't acknowledge what I do as time. work. One, because you don't acknowledge what black women do as work. Two, because you don't acknowledge black Latinx people. Mm-hmm. These things that you want were already happening on that stage. Right. But because you don't acknowledge anything black people do, specifically black Latinx people do, mm-hmm. you didn't think it was even happening. Yep. Um, so that's... Because actually none of us talked about... Because actually none of the panelists... Um, the Latinx panelist was identified as being Latinx early in the panel, mm-hmm. but no one else talked about their ethnicity on the panel. Like they were all black women, but no one said from what part of the diaspora they, they were, were from. from. So any number of them could have been Latinx women. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it's just annoying. Also, I don't feel the need. I don't feel the need for my black ass to always center being inclusive. And what I mean by that is I feel like it's more of the duty of white people Mm -hmm. to be hugely inclusive because they're the ones who own all the spaces, right? right? I can have a black space and it just be a black space and I am not marginalizing anybody. I'm Mm -hmm. not... I'm discriminating against anybody. It's it's an act of resistance for me to create my own space. Mm-hmm. So it's different when people of color, non-white folks create their own spaces. It's different. And it doesn't have to be this need, I think, for inclu- inclusivity in that way mm-hmm. in which we require white spaces to do that. Right. You know? So I don't have to. I can sit on this fucking stage. They can sit on that fucking stage and say black, 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 and it's not a problem. And for you to see that happening and try to wiggle your way in that shit, or like, I just, I just don't like it. I wonder if they used that same comfort. I wonder if they, 
I feel like we should be able to have like, even though I agree with you that the nature of this question is a little short-sighted and a little ignorant, I feel like as people of color, these are conversations that we can have amongst one another, right? Mm -hmm. And we can challenge each other and tell each other that we're wrong and yada, yada, yada. But I wonder at South by South White, if the same person, I wonder if the same person presented these questions to white panels, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, did you ask at white panels, um, you know, it's great to see women. I'm sure there were white women panels. Mm -hmm. It's great to see women here, but what do we do to make sure that Latinx women have the opportunity to take up space? I wonder, I wonder if they challenged the oppressor in the same way Mm -hmm. that they they challenged these black women. Right. Yeah. And again, I want to acknowledge that like, I understand the comfort that there should be and that there is amongst people of color. So I understand maybe why that person would feel more comfortable asking that question to black women. But I do feel like we need to acknowledge like the power dynamics um, that exist and that the oppressor is white folks. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so... I don't know. It makes me wonder, is the comfort about us being in coalition or is the comfort about... Why are you here and I'm not here? Yeah. Right. And that's what that's where I, that's what I got from that. I don't think the comfort yeah. was about being comfortable because we share spaces a lot or we're in coalition and all those things. I think the comfort was, look at y'all doing that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't see us doing that shit anywhere else. How can we be doing this like you? Or like, mm. how can you help me do what you do? Right. Um, which was, I don't know. I didn't like that shit. Yeah. I didn't like that shit. Mm-hmm. There was also another instance where we were at the Carefree Black Girl Cookout, mm-hmm. the um, show, which was great. Like we said earlier, dope. it was dope, 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 dope. And there was one of the hosts, um, I don't remember their name, um, but it was a black woman. Mm-hmm. And also the other host, which was Kwana, which we know was a homegirl. So the other host, whom's name I can't remember off the top of my head right now, throughout throughout the hosting, you know, shouting up, shouting people out, they kept saying "woman of color." Right. The event was carefree, carefree black, black girl. girl cookout. And they kept saying "woman of color," and Kwana kept kind of like "black woman, black," you know, whatever. But I wish that Kwana didn't have to do that. Right. Um. And I know the the other hosts didn't mean any malice by it. They weren't like trying mm-hmm. to you know whatever. But like, it is okay for us to create shit for ourselves and for it to just be for us and for us not to make other people in the space who are not black feel comfortable by seeing women of color. Because they came to Carefree Black Girl exactly. Cookout. That's they, the other thing yeah. of it. It's like, I feel like if that person saw an audience full of only like black presenting people, yeah. that they would not have felt the need to say women, women of, of color. color. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like if everybody in the audience was a brown skinned black person, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have felt the need to do that. There was this like, they wanted to make sure they were being inclusive and making everyone in this space feel comfortable mm-hmm. and like if i go to a function like that is for someone else's culture right if i go to something that says you know jewish women unite to da, 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 i'm not asking about like black christian women you know what i'm yeah, saying exactly, i'm not exactly. i'm not wondering oh well how come they're not saying anything about me because i came to an event that was specifically centering like Jewish women, you know what I'm saying? Or I came to an event that was specifically for, you know, 
Dominican women. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm not going to be wondering why I'm not centered at this event that says that it's here yeah, to cool. highlight this other marginalized yeah, group. group. Yep. And so that was really like, like we can't have nothing even at Carefree Black that's Girl what Cookout. I, that's what I kept you, feeling. You want to give it away and you want to make sure everybody everybody else feels good. Do I get to feel mm-hmm. good ever? That's, yeah. And then Anywhere? Exactly. And there are spaces that use women of color and their stuff. Right. There's spaces for that. Mm-hmm. But if there's a space specifically that says I'm centering black women, black femmes, people affected by massage noir, then that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And don't come up in that space saying WOC, POC shit because right. that is not who we are centering in this space. Mm-hmm. Like, you're kind of all eyes mattering the situation. Definitely. And... We don't need that. We don't want that. So, like, I do see, I do see spaces where Black people do that when there are others in quotations mm-hmm. in the room, and it's like you don't have to do that. Like Jay and I create for Black friends, mm-hmm. and if there's, we have all kinds of people yep. that come. Yep. All the time. All the time. We still say black women and fans. All the we time. We still, and they understand because if you're part of our tribe, mm-hmm. you understand that shit. Yep. And if you don't, you can leave. Yeah, we have mad white women listeners who fuck with us, and we don't spend every episode saying white women too. We no. actually spend a lot of time talking about how uh, violent white women are. <laughs> and the, the white women who listen, they listen because they know white women are yeah, violent. Yeah, and you know it's what I'm like, saying? be grateful for the spaces we create for ourselves. I'm grateful right. for Kid Black Girl. Like, yep. I love that shit. That's mm-hmm. the second time I've been. No, but we worked together before Kid right. Black Girl. Where we did something centering black femmes mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. And yep. so like I'm proud of that. Don't take away from that. That mm-hmm. is great work. That is our shit. Yep. Like be happy about that. It's no need for she built that shit and people came of all different colors. It doesn't matter. Yep. It's okay for her to send to black girls mm-hmm. and leave it at that. So yeah, like please, please, please stop erasing black women from their work. Um, stop erasing us from our spaces. Like just stop that shit. Stop it. Word, yo. Like, you start using permanent ink. And if you scared, ink say you shit. scared. Okay? If you scared, say you scared. And leave us out of it. And leave us out of it. If you scared, don't come. Don't take the job. Okay? If you scared, say you scared. And let it be that instead of acting like you're not scared and just trying to be inclusive as some shit that don't make no sense for you to be inclusive of. Yeah. You know what's inclusive? Letting everybody come. Yeah. Even though it says carefree black, black girl. girl. It's inclusive to let them share space with us, to let mm-hmm. them be there, to let them observe. Yes. It's welcoming and inclusive to do that shit. That work is already happening. Yes. Enough. That was already going on in the space. Already. Already. Mm-hmm. Yes. We wasn't looking at non-black folks talking about why you here. No. It was mad black men there too. Nobody said anything. Thing. Yeah. We're all there enjoying that mm-hmm. there are black women being centered on stage. Yeah. Except for that one time where somebody thought it would be cute Good to have, to have their white homegirl perform. Uh, perform and sing a song. I will say that I appreciate how we all. All of us. All us black girls. Mm-hmm. were like. What is happening right now? Ha- we all look confused. We all, we all threw shade yeah. at the same time. It was great. Yeah, I enjoyed that moment in Black yep. history. So, John. Yo, I, I think, think we, we did, did a show. show. We yes. did, we did, we did. Yes, yes, yes. Once again, be on the lookout for Pod and Live NYC. We're going to be um, putting the RSVP link up soon. Mm-hmm. It's not available yet, but be on the lookout for that. Save the date May 11th for Pod and Live NYC. 
That's it, right? Yeah. Okay. Be sure to follow us on all the social media. Social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook, T with Queen and J. Send us T mail, T with Queen and J at gmail.com. We love when you send us that. Visit our website, T with Queen and J dot com. You can go there to um for donations. And lots of other things. Subscribe to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Whatever app you are using right now to listen to us. Yeah, please continue to give us your ratings on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate those. At some point, we're going to get back into reading those. We kind of we dropped the ball on that. Mm-hmm. But they do help us really a yeah. lot mm-hmm. um, in terms of the ag- algorithm. It helps people find us yep. on Apple Podcasts. So really, if you have the time to write a review, we do humbly um, yeah. appreciate and if you don't shit. have the time give us stars that also helps yes that also helps yes um oh i want to add if you want us to speak at your school organization whatever send us a t-mail and we can see if we can arrange that because we, we you know we want to go places and we talk do. to people and do the things so let's get into these hashtags black lives matter stop killing trans women say her name yo all of you niggas say her name in every area of industry say her name when you get an idea that came from a black woman say her fucking name yes when you start doing some work at a company head led by a black woman say her name name. when you have black women on your team say her name if the media decides that you are the head of Black Lives Matter and you are not the head of Black Lives Matter. You say those women's fucking names. Say her name. It will keep you out of trouble when you say her name. Instead of asking us, what are we doing? Say our names. You know us. Say our names. Learn our names. Remember our names because you know us. We do the work. Pay attention to what we do. Listen to our work. Share know that work. what we do is work. Acknowledge our work as work. Everybody on the panel's work. I'm so annoyed now that I'm thinking about the power balance, like the imbalance of like who's working. Of brilliance. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You have to have done and created all type of stuff if you're going to be a black woman, woman anywhere. Mm-hmm. And niggas can yeah, just show yeah, up. There's no mediocre women there. Yeah. No, it's not. But there's mediocre ass niggas on that shit. You know what? How bizarre. say her name as a way of life yo say her fucking name say her name i think i'm done i don't i don't you have other hashtags you want to say this show (laughs) say her fucking name yo say her fucking name in honor of saying her name we could do our homegirls podcast say her name Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Hashtag Inner Ho Uprising. Hashtag, hashtag Unpack BG. Hashtag Bag Ladies. Hashtag Queer Walk. Hashtag Queer Walk Pod. Hashtag Sexually Liberated Woman. Um, we said Inner Ho Uprising, mm-hmm. right? Hashtag Inner Ho Uprising. Hashtag All the Black Women and Femmes in podcasting hashtag yes. all you niggas say her name say their names that's why we do pot and live nyc Word. because we say your names we don't give a shit how much money you have whether you can go to a podcast fucking conference or not whether you can buy ad space or not whether you have fucking 50 listeners or fucking uh, 300,000 listeners, we don't give a fuck. Come to Pot and Live NYC. Say your own fucking name. Say her name. Say our names. Black people have names, okay? And don't just say our names when it's time to talk about women. Nigger. That's like all, like, you know how. Also, say our names and also keep our names out your fucking mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? It's a time and place thing. Yo. It seriously is. It's this one nigga that keep my name in his mouth. 
Okay, don't ever talk to us. Don't oh, ever say yes, nothing to please. us, but say saying my name yeah. as to leverage his own business Keep and his Jay own name shit. Out your mouth. Keep this podcast. Yes, they never say out my name mouth. to like uplift the work that I do. They say their name to be like, oh yeah, I know so and so. Don't do that. Don't do that. Say our names to uplift. They don't listen us. to this podcast. So they really just don't. Breath. You absolutely they just say right. our names anyway, niggas. Say her name and. Keep their names out your fucking mouth. Word. Know when it's time, time and place. place. Time and place. Learn that shit. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. Say our names.